2: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. We are finishing up our previews from around the country. We're going to do the group of five uh, this evening, which includes the MAC, the AAC, uh, Conference USA, the Sunbelt Conference, and the Mountain West. Today we bring in special guest Nathan Comp, who's also a writer at Hoosier Huddle. TJ Inman will also be along with us. I'm Sammy Jacobs, and we're going to get here uh, started here in a second. Uh, we bring in Nathan Comp who did our Ball state preview uh, a couple weeks ago. Nathan, how are you? Doing well. Glad to be here.
3: Awesome. Glad to uh, see so, college football. Oh yeah!
2: Finally, we had Big Twelve and SEC media days uh, start. You know, start up today so that's the unofficial off of college football media days to me are kind of like the the people who start putting up uh christmas decorations after ho- the the day after halloween ends um and that's that's what today is uh, and then tj uh welcome back to the show tj how are you doing today i heard hunter had to go to the dentist
1: oh uh yeah yeah he uh, he did yeah, he was a uh, brave little guy, but uh, yeah, he got um, a little bit of a got a little tooth problem, so uh, that'll that'll hit in the wallet, but uh, hopefully it goes pretty well. But uh, yeah, he uh, he's doing okay though. All right, that's great to hear. We're going to change up the format a
2: little bit. IU is playing two Group of Five uh, opponents this year. From the MAC, they play Ball yep. State. From Conference USA, they play FIU. So in the last few previews we've done best uh best in-state in conference matchup, best out of conference matchup, best uniform and you know best atmosphere and all that stuff. But what we're going to do today is go through each conference, give their best chance at a Power 5 win. Going through them, I wanted to say upset, but a lot of these ones might not be upsets when you look at the lines in Vegas. Um and then our championship matchup and as well as your New York Year, New Year's six bowl party crasher uh, basically the team who has the best chance coming out of each conference to be that group of five team in uh, in the New York six Bulls all right let's start with the Mac uh, Nathan what is your best chance for a Mac team to pull uh, pull off a win against a power five team?
3: Oh, I was looking at it, and I think I'm gonna to pick Toledo. Has Miami of Florida coming to them actually this year in week two? Um, the main question mark for Toledo would definitely be their quarterback play. They lost their quarterback last uh, that they've had for the past couple of years, but they did play Miami at Miami last year and led 16-10 at halftime. So they've shown they can compete, and they didn't really they show that they were scared when they were playing on the road. So I just think the fact that they will have such a big program at home, I give them the, my pick for the Mac
2: upset. All right. That's good. And we have, we've seen power five conference teams travel to Mac stadiums before and kind of get lost in the woods up there. TJ, how about you?
1: I, I mean, I think if we're going strictly on, you know, Mac team most likely to beat a power conference team, it's probably central Michigan because they get to play Kansas. Uh, but, I think in terms of upset, uh, one in week one is really interesting to me. It's a team I really like uh, versus a team that I think has some big question marks. Ohio uh, traveling to Nebraska on September 1st, a uh, chance to kind of spoil Scott Frost's opening game. As uh, the Nebraska head coach, you know that the Cornhuskers are going to be uh, raring to go, but Frank Solich, uh, no stranger to Memorial Stadium. And uh, I I really think he has built himself quite the solid program. Uh, Ohio is going to be the more experienced team, uh, the team more used to playing in that system. Uh, I don't think they'll be overwhelmed by going there. Uh, I'm going to go with Ohio, and they will certainly be underdogs, so it would be an upset, uh, the Bobcats over the Huskers September 1st.
2: All right. Well, I am going to call out Phil Steele on an editing issue. His schedule is different than the schedule they list in Athlon because I had picked Ohio at University of Virginia. They don't play this year depending on (laughs) on whose schedule they look at. So that is my fault for using Phil Steele and not Athlon's Big Ten and, and, and doubling up on that. So this is throwing me off a little bit. All right. Miami does play at Minnesota, and NIU does open up at Iowa. Those are the other two that I had listed. Uh, We've talked about Minnesota a little bit uh, with their quarterback issues starting a freshman. Miami's coming in. They have a strong team coming back. Uh, They kind of underperformed last year at 5-7, but they returned their quarterback running back uh, and a couple wide receivers and three out of the four starters on the line. Actually, they return all their starting linemen, guys who started last year. They have two upperclassmen listed in their two deep um, that are listed as backups. So Phil Steele, you got to fix your schedule in the uh, for the Ohio Bobcats uh, since they do not play at UVA. That would have been one. Um, and then NIU at Iowa. We've seen Northern Illinois beat Big Ten teams mm-hmm. before. We've seen them win at Iowa. I know our colleague Alex Compton Uh, is going to be all over that game as well. Uh, So I'm going to go with, you know, watch Miami and Minnesota. And that game is week three. And then the opening week where some of these upsets do happen, NIU at Iowa. All right. Now that I've got my information correct, uh, Nathan, who is your championship game pick, uh, matchup pick for the MAC?
3: So for the MAC out of the East, I had Ohio winning. Um, they're going to be led by their quarterback, Nathan Rourke, and they've had a longtime coach there, Frank um, Sulek. And just surprising for most MAC schools is that he's stayed that long. Usually they kind of use him as a stepping stone, but he seems content at Ohio, and I think they'll really like benefit from him being there for so long this year and most likely win in the East. Their only question mark, I would say, is that they lost seven starters on the defensive side, so they'll have to be able to make up for that on the offensive side of the ball. And out of the West, I had Northern Illinois. They lost their QB last year, but you highlighted them in the um, potential upset pick. I don't think losing their QB is enough for me to pick against the, we'll call it a dynasty that they've established. So I've got Ohio playing Northern Illinois. In Ohio, winning that in the MAC.
2: It's a pretty good pick, uh, TJ. How about how about yourself?
1: Yeah, Ohio's my pick as well. I, I you know, the defense is a question mark for sure. And those those seven starters they lost primarily uh, coming in that front seven. I mean, they only returned one of their linebackers. They lost all the defensive linemen. Uh, they did play a pretty heavy rotation up front, so I, I'm not that concerned about it, but uh, it is going to be a question mark for them. Uh, It's a solid system, though. I think they'll be okay. Offensively, Nathan Rourke uh, really came on uh, as a guy that stepped into that lineup last season, and once he did, the offense kind of took off and gave them an element that they have not had in Frank Solich's time, Uh, and then they've they've got pretty good skills position players as well. Uh, The one thing for them, and it's not related to the Mac race necessarily, uh, they're non-conference at Nebraska, Morgan State which is you know handy there but at Northwestern, at Iowa State, I mean that is uh, all-max play a pretty tough non-conference but that's that's real tough but also a really good opportunity uh, I don't think it's out of the question uh, that they go 2-1 and one at Nebraska at Northwestern, at Iowa State now they could easily go 0-3 uh, but you know, it's not out of the question. They, they can get a couple of those uh, and set themselves up for a really special season um, in the other Athens, if you will. But I'll go with them out of the East and then uh, the other division. They're really tough between Toledo, who I think most people, based on recruiting rankings, would say has the most talent in this division. However, they have to go to Northern Illinois. They have to go to Western Michigan. They have to go to Eastern Michigan. Uh, they don't really get any of their key games at home uh, in the non-conference they do with Miami uh, and Nevada as well. But, uh, you know, replacing so much plus such a difficult road schedule in their conference makes me give the edge to Northern Illinois. And then uh, Ohio winning the snack title game.
2: Yep. So I found another error in Adlon. Apparently, the last week of the season, Ohio is playing at Ohio. Um, so Ohio should win that game, but um, that game, it's It's Akron at Ohio. Um, So guys, when you're looking at your back schedules, uh, just double check and make sure. All right. I'm going to go Ohio out of the East. I I like their schedule. Uh, TJ, like you said, you get those guys coming to you. um, The tough games uh, with Miami of Ohio and, and, uh, your, your big, your big matchups. Um, and then i like Northern Illinois. Um, I, I'm not really sold on Toledo uh, just yet. No. You know, they have their road schedules tough. They have to go to Fresno state and we'll talk about Fresno state here in a little bit. Uh, but I, I take Ohio over Northern Illinois in the Mac uh, championship game. Now let's get down to IU's opponent in the MAC. Uh, it, it's Ball state. They're not predicted to do all too well. They're predicted to finish last in the West, um, and probably in the bottom, you know, the bottom third of that uh, of the whole MAC conference. But they do return uh, a lot of guys who who made some plays a couple years ago. Uh, Nathan, you wrote that they were, they were. Injured a lot last year, but they bring back Riley Neal, James Gilbert. Just got put on the watch list for the Maxwell Award, which goes to most outstanding player in college football uh, and things like that. So, Nathan, what does IU have to be prepared for when they face Ball State on September fifteenth?
3: Yeah, like you said, just last year they were just decimated by injuries. Like I, I would argue, worse than any other team in the nation. So. When you're pre- one thing for you, when you're preparing for this game we have next season on September 15th, you're not going to really be able to look at tape from last year, just because so many of their players were sitting on the sideline sideline in casts and have off of surgery, and you you really won't have anything to know. I kind of had him had Ball State as a uh, I probably am biased, but I think they'll be a sleeper in the in the MAC just because. I think people underestimated them just looking at last year's record and last year's performances, especially in the second half of the season when they were, they lost multiple games in a row by 40 plus points. But this year, the return of Riley Neal, the return of James Gilbert will be huge on the office, offensive side of the ball. And I really think they should be able to have some more firepower and put, put some more points on the board. Um, Ball State's offense in general, they focus on really short passes and just getting the ball into the hands of their playmakers. And last year they didn't have the quarterback to get the ball into the playmaker, playmakers' hands. And even if they did have the quarterback, the playmakers weren't there. So the return can't be understated. Um, I think what IU will really have to focus and what the main matchup going into that game will come down to will be the Ball State receivers against the somewhat young. I think Rashard Fant was just a huge part of IU's defense in the past. So now that he's gone, just transition phase early in the season, I think that's the part the matchup to watch will be the Ball State receivers against the, the corners and the safeties of the Indiana defense. Um, Ball State returns Riley, Riley Miller in the receiving corps, who also went to my high school and played. Um, with Riley Neal since they were in second grade. Um, they also have Justin Hall, who last year was a ESPN All-Freshman. Had, I think, the most catches in the nation, or most yards in the nation of All-Freshmen. He's going to be an impressive player to watch and someone that the IU defense will have to focus in on. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting game. I, Of course, I'm still going to pick the Hoosiers, but... I think it'll be a good game to watch and ball States coming
2: in after playing at Notre Dame, that game as well. Uh, so it's, I don't want to say playing a Mac team, playing a power five team. is is kind of a a letdown game, but you're going into Notre Dame stadium and maybe there's just an energy, a, a little lack of energy going in. Uh, but if you look at those first three games before everybody got hurt, uh, False State probably should have beat Illinois. They lost 24-21. They beat UAB, who had a solid season, by 20 points. They beat Tennessee Tech, and then after that, the wheels fell off. They gave up 33 at Western Kentucky, 55 at Western Michigan, 56 at Central Michigan, 58 at Toledo, 56 at Eastern Michigan, 63 at Northern Illinois, 40 against Buffalo, and then ended the season with a 28-7 loss. Uh, to Miami of Ohio, so and a couple of those were at home. So, yeah, a lot of those games were at home. There, we'll see what their defense could do. But it's one of those games that this is this is a game that IU can't take lightly. They're they're finally broke that losing streak against Ball State, where they had lost um, three in a row. Uh yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand 2011, 2012, three in a row. They broke that. That streak, although that game didn't end the way that IU fans had hoped it would have ended, but to get the, the year off started, the, IU's third game of the year, if they could get the year started three and zero. It'd be a great starting, and it should be a, a nice atmosphere. Ball State always travels well down to Bloomington, uh, so we'll we'll see. All right, TJ, anything to add on on Ball State?
1: Well, I think that they do have a nice uh, trio of running backs, uh, a couple of guys that got some experience last year due to Gilbert's injury. And then you bring him back. It's a good backfield. Riley Neal the quarterback position. So I think it's going to be a good challenge for I use uh, I use offense, or I'm sorry, I use defense. But um, realistically, Indiana's offense should be able to control the line of scrimmage and do whatever they want against this uh, front seven for Ball State. Um, I know BSU has some good players returning from injury, but um, the the horses to be able to uh, match up with Indiana's offensive line. And and if, if IU is not able to run the ball consistently, uh, and one that's going to be one of the themes of the non-conference schedule, if Indiana can't run the ball consistently against their opponents in the non-conference it kind of spells doom for the big 10 season. If you ask me, uh, because it's three games that on paper, IU should be able to run the ball pretty well.
2: Yeah, that's correct. You know, and we'll talk about FIU uh, here coming up in the next, you know, next uh, two sessions. But yeah, FIU probably is their your your toughest front seven in the non-conference. Virginia loses an NFL draft pick uh, and uh, an All-American linebacker in that front seven. So. We'll learn right away whether or not this, you know, IU running game is going to be improved. If they can't run against these guys, they're not going to run against Big Ten teams. All right, moving on to the AAC. Uh, TJ, we'll start with you this time. What is your Power Five win pick?
1: You know, I, I think the most likely is probably going to be either South Florida against Illinois. Uh, or Central Florida at North Carolina, I think those are both kind of the most likely. The only only game that I looked at and said really, hey, that would be a game that I think is winnable for the AAC team, uh, but they won't be favored, because Central Florida uh, will be favored at North Carolina, and South Florida will definitely be favored against Illinois. Um, But the only one where I see them being the underdog and having a chance to win uh, would be a solid Temple team going to Maryland. Uh, early in the season. I, I'll, I, so I guess I have to go with that one. But to be honest, I didn't really see any that jumped up, uh, jumped off the page at me uh, as likely upsets, if you will. Um, but if we're going with AAC teams to beat Power 5 teams, I'll go South Florida, Illinois, it's most likely. All right, Nathan, how about you? Yeah, I'm also not positive that this one would be
3: considered an upset. It would probably just be another one in the category of uh, AAC team beating a Power 5 opponent. I highlighted, though, UCF will play Pitt at home in Week 5. Um, yeah. The National Champions of 2017, of course, self-proclaimed. Um, versus the new defensive coordinator at Pitt who went 5-7 and seven last year. Some question marks at quarterback for Pitt. They may have found a quarterback that they actually can trust so then the sophomore, uh, Kenny Pickett, during their very last game when they actually upset Miami of Florida last year. But I still feel like there's probably some question marks with Pitt, so I picked Pitt at UCF. Yeah, I, I had
2: mentioned all those those three games uh, going through. They're the ones that jumped off um, UCF at at UNC, USF, USF at Illinois, and then uh, Central Florida hosting Pitt. I again, I I had upset, I crossed it out, and I just said Power Five win because I don't know, yeah. I don't think, you know, those group of five teams have a chance to be, um, you know, underdog in many of those games, unless something funky comes up. Uh, how about a championship game for uh, the AAC?
1: I went with uh, out of the East, uh, I took uh, Central Florida. I, I don't think they're going to catch that lightning in a bottle that they did last season, uh, but they still have perhaps the best player in this league in Mackenzie Milton, uh, and obviously they still have a lot of talent, and I, I went with them to kind of run away with the East. Uh, the West is a better division. Uh, I'm really intrigued by Tulane. I'm intrigued by Navy. Um, ultimately, chose Navy. I know Memphis is probably going to win, but uh, I, I went with the Navy midshipmen. Uh, really only reason I like to root for them. Number two, I think they're always incredibly tough to play and it's tough to beat because of that system. Um, so that, that deserves respect. Uh, and then number three, I do think that Malcolm Perry uh, is the type of difference maker at quarterback. When he took over the offense, uh, Navy was operating at a level that was just absurd. Um, so I do think he's the type of difference maker that could elevate Navy above Memphis. And, you know, what do you know? They do play the Tigers in week number two. Only problem with that, it comes after a trip to Hawaii. So that'll be kind of a a difficult turnaround for them. Uh, But I think they've got a real good chance to uh, to upset uh, Memphis because I think Memphis probably comes into that game favored. And if they can get that one, sure, why not? I took them to win the West.
2: How about you, Nathan?
1: Uh, I was similar
3: in the East. I also had Central Florida. And, again, I, I think it will be the McKenzie-Milton factor, factor just like yep. TJ said. I, again, think the West will probably be the more um, highly contested division and the one to watch. I actually picked Houston out, coming out of the West, though. Um, I think it will be tightly contested with Memphis and Navy, who TJ highlighted. But I, I think I, um, TJ said that McKenzie-Milton may be the best player in the conference I think you look on the defensive side of the ball at Houston and, and you see Ed Oliver and I think he may be the best yeah. player in the conference. I'm hoping he could be a future Colt, actually. Um, so I actually went with Houston, but I think the game to watch that I highlighted as a much much uh, must-watch would be Houston at Memphis. And I think that game will determine the West. Yeah. yeah, uh,
2: That's a good choice. Um, I went with UCF in the East. Uh, they they they're just better. They get Temple at home and Navy at home. Uh, they also mm-hmm. – they do have to go to USF. So if USF is there to end the season, it's going to be a Friday night game that that could play into it. But they also, you know, they're they're playing – they get winnable Power 5 games uh, in Pittsburgh and North Carolina. They're probably the AAC's best chance of running the table. If they run the table to be one of those D or six teams – um, I am going to go Navy in the East, uh, or in the West, sorry. You know, my mistake for thinking Maryland was in the East. Um, but they uh, Memphis has to go to Navy in week two. That is a tough, tough game, uh, tough offense to put, uh, prepare for. We we've seen them play IU and, and run all over IU. Um, and we'll see there nightmares. Memphis I just yeah nightmares they I, I just don't trust Memphis uh with Mike Norville as as much as as I trust Navy and, and that team um coming off of there so I'm going to go uh UCF and Navy uh on those my new York six pick uh out of that group was U uh UCF uh, and then um, yeah. we'll move on to Conference USA. Uh, so, Conference USA is probably the third strongest uh, group of five division, in my opinion. I think things changed a little bit a couple years ago when they started shuffling everything. Um, Conference USA, my Power Five win was. Middle Tennessee State at Vandy. They had that game. They should have won that game a year ago. They're going to have uh, when they host Vanderbilt um, last year in week in week one. They just you know they lost twenty eight six, but that that game was there for the taking. They 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 were close um, underdogs at plus three points, but they, they bring back their top full. Top five leading rushers, including Brent Stockstill, who's been there, which seems forever. He's a senior quarterback. He threw four, thrown for over 4,000 yards in his career, 30 touchdowns. Uh, Coach's kid, I I think with Vanderbilt, with the questions that they have, um, this is going to be one of those games to to watch in week one where you could have a group of five upset against an SEC team uh, on the road. So that's my uh, my Power Five win is going to be Middle Tennessee uh, Middle Tennessee State at Vanderbilt. How about you, TJ?
1: So I went September 22nd. Uh, North Carolina State makes a very uh, tricky trip that uh, not many Power Conference schools would make. So I I guess I give them credit for that. I they they've made some interesting scheduling choices in Raleigh. Uh, that I imagine Dave Dorn's not particularly thrilled with uh, to have to play. But uh, he does have to play them, and it's uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd. North Carolina State going to Marshall, who uh, returns a ton on offense. Tyra King is a really good running back. They've got great wide receivers uh, that I think will be able to match up well with NC State's inexperienced defense. Uh, Remember, NC State replacing a ton on both sides of the ball Uh, particularly on defense, though. They do return a good quarterback and some good skill position guys, so their offense should be able to put up some points, but Marshall, no pushover. They return uh, their whole front four uh, and all but one of their linebackers. Um, I really think Marshall is probably the second-best team in the East, uh, and they they could um, could give FAU a run for their money since they do host them later on in the season. So I'll go Marshall. Uh, to experience experienced system under Doc Holliday, and I think they actually win that one outright. They will be underdogs, and I imagine they'll be somewhat significant underdogs. But I think Marshall could get that one outright.
2: Yeah, that's a sneaky good pick, too. Uh, Marshall also goes to South Carolina the week before that, yeah. uh, w- yeah. which could also be a, a very good um, group five pick as well. Uh, Nathan, how about yourself?
3: Uh, so I just went with a different week one matchup actually, and I'm going to go with FAU at Oklahoma week one. And Ooh. even if this is even if this isn't an upset, I just want to watch this game just because of the offensive attack that I'm sure I will yep. be in it. Just Lane Kiffin, the offensive-minded coach, with an All-American running back Devin Singletary, along with Oklahoma who. Of course, I, I like to trash on the Big 12 and their opinion on defense, but they love to play offense in the Big 12. So I just think FAU at Oklahoma, I'm sure it'll be a shootout. Maybe FAU can pull it out in week one. That was my pick for the Conference USA.
2: That's not a bad pick at all, especially is coming in with a new quarterback, um, you know, Lincoln Riley said that Kyler Murray wasn't, you know, had to win the starting job, which from Kyler Murray, why am I still at Oklahoma? Uh, if I wasn't guaranteed the job, I could go be playing minor league baseball and counting my $9 million uh, in my crummy mm-hmm. motel room. Um, but yeah, that's a great pick. I, I put, um, I already gave my MTSU at Vandy. Uh, my championship game pick Uh, I'm going to go Florida Atlantic and Louisiana tech in the other division, which I believe is the, yep. East and West. Uh, So Louisiana tech in the West, that UAB is also going to be pretty good, but I just don't, you know, you know, they're, they're off their deathbed. Um, It's kind of a zombie program. And I just don't know what they're going to do as of yet. I don't really trust them. I trust, uh, I trust, Louisiana Tech a little bit more. They've gone to four straight bowl games. They're twenty three and eleven uh under Skidholz Holtz in the Conference USA in Conference USA point into a pair of the Conference USA title games. So I like their experience over UAB. I wouldn't be shocked if those two flip flop in the East. I like Florida Atlantic. Uh the lane train is rolling. We'll see how long Lane Kiffin is at FAU. Uh Marshall also One more year. We'll see if Marshall – if he he knocks off Oklahoma and gets into that New Year's Six, yeah, this is probably it. Uh, Marshall could contend there. It probably doesn't come down to that October 20th matchup against Florida Atlantic at home. I think one of those teams – Marshall probably loses another game – but that's my pick, is uh, Florida Atlantic against Louisiana Tech. Again, it's going to be one of those 49-46 games that you see in December that, that are fun to watch. All right. And then everybody's New Year's 6th pick for Conference USA. Where's the best pick? Uh,
1: Yeah, I went FAU in the east. I went North Texas in the west, which I'm kind of just rooting for them. I think Mason Fines a really good player. Seth Latrell. Obviously, some IU ties. I think he's doing a nice job as the head coach of North Texas. Uh, And if if they have the kind of season that they could have this year, uh, he'll be a a candidate perhaps to move move up in jobs. Uh, He's just been one of the few guys to be able to succeed there at North Texas. But I think FAU, with the schedule that they have, uh, I think they've got a really good shot um, if they can, you know, meet expectations, they've got a good shot to have some good resume wins and and push themselves up those uh, college football playoff rankings, which, no, they're not a playoff threat, but uh, to make themselves the highest uh, non-Power Five school. Uh, So I'm going to go FAU as the best uh, New Year Six contender out of this group with games at Oklahoma, Air Force, at Central Florida, uh, and then you've got at Middle Tennessee, at Marshall, at FIU, at North Texas, so it, it's a tough road to hoe for them, but uh, that presents, you know, with challenge comes opportunity. So uh, I imagine Wayne would have it no other way. Uh, yeah, and, and that's, one of the,
2: yeah, that's one of the things I looked at when picking New York's New Year's six because there are teams that will that could go undefeated, but if you're not playing a Power Five team, you're probably not going to be on that highest-rated um right group of five teams to get in there. Nathan, how about you? What's your, uh, new year six pick out of the, at a conference USA? Uh,
3: so probably no surprise since I picked FAU to upset Oklahoma, but I had FAU coming out of the East. Um, I think the bigger test will come out of the West and I picked UAB actually to, I, I forget who took North Texas, but I had UAB over North Texas yeah. to win the West. Yep. Um, Strictly because I thought it was kind of a toss-up, but UAB gets North Texas at home, so I'll give them a Mm -hmm. slight edge. Um, They're also just two years off of having no football program at all. Hopefully they can still have some motivation from that. Heck, they're playing football. they got to be happy. Um, And also they've just got a senior quarterback, A.J. Early, that threw 16 touchdowns to only four interceptions last year. I'll always trust a senior quarterback, so – I had FAU and UAB. FAU, I chose to win that game to win the Conference USA and also would get my New Year's Six pick. And if I actually could only choose one group of five team out of all the conferences as my New Year's Six pick, I would probably go with Florida Atlantic.
2: Let's see. That's a safe, smart pick out of the, at, uh, for that New Year's Six um, that New Year's six uh or the group of five near six bid anyway florida international is a conference usa team indiana has played them three of the past four years this is the second year second time in three years that iu will be opening down in miami against fiu they should have played last year but the game was canceled uh due to a hurricane and moved to 2025 um I have my own issues about IU going down there, uh, but Florida International—they hired Butch Davis last year. They kind of overachieved, won eight games, went to a bowl game, uh, but they're going to be. There's a lot of turnover. Uh, they lose. They lose uh, Alex Magoo, who uh, started four years for them. They bring in James Morgan, who's a transfer from Bowling Green. He didn't play that well while he was at Bowling Green. Uh, he he played in seven games last year through a little bit over 1200 yards and nine touchdowns, but he does have uh, like 22 career interceptions. Uh, that's a lot of interceptions to come in. I, FIU also had some young quarterbacks on the roster who haven't looked great. Uh, Maurice Alexander was one of them uh, who, who redshirted last year and, you know, we'll see. Napoleon Maxwell, they lost uh, Alex Gardner, their running back as well. But the running backs they bring back average more yards per carry uh, over the season. So I think they'll be okay at running back. They bring back uh, – their defensive line is going to be the strength of this team. They they bring back a lot of guys along the defensive line. Anthony Johnson and Tylan, uh Humphrey are – Stout the, for conference USA guys. They have defensive tackles who are uh, one of them is 6'5", 350. the other six three two ninety one. That's Big Ten size or Power Five size at this at this level. Furman Silva linebacker is pretty is pretty good. Sage Lewis is pretty good as well. They replace their entire secondary. So if IU is going to have a chance, they're going to have to protect uh, Dawkins or Ramsey, whoever starts at quarterback. So they can throw the ball, get these um get the ball out to these receivers in space against uh inexperienced defensive backs. And TJ mentioned it before. If IU cannot run against FIU, they're gonna have problems the rest of the season. Now they don't have to go off for three hundred and something yards, but if they can't average over four and a half yards for carry uh and, and lean on that run game late in the game to where to wear FIU out. And we saw it, maybe the coaching change uh, a couple of years ago uh, will change this, but we saw when IU went down there in 2016, FIU players were taking dives and stop, trying to stop the clock and control the tempo. Now, uh, if I use as in shape and, and the strength and condition coaches have been as advertised, they should be the better conditioning team, even though they, they, uh, FIU plays down in Florida, plays down in that heat. It, it has been hot in Florida like in Indiana this summer as well. So IU should be used to it. They, uh, The board runs a faster offense than Wilson. So one of the things to watch is are they going to take dives like they did the last game? And then, two, can this IU offensive line wear down FIU to where maybe late in the game they could hand the ball off to these running backs you know, 10 or 15 times, and run out the clock, um, and, and put put nails in the coffin. But FIU, it's a tricky game. Uh, they're good. I think they do take a step back from 8-5 last year, but they they return 11 starters uh, total, but they lose a lot. Um, they're probably the most inexperienced team, or one of them in uh, in Division One or in the FBS. All right, let's move on to the Sunbelt Conference, which I found a little bit tricky to pick. There weren't um, many chances to, for a Power 5 win or Power 5 upset in the Sunbelt Conference. It's kind of uh, teams that you don't expect, that you might not have heard of, uh, you know, Texas, uh, Texas State, South Alabama, um, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. These are teams that have made the leap from FCS up to FBS, um that could do it but my power five win pick uh is troy at nebraska uh troy defeated lsu last year in death valley it was a, a heck of a win for the trojans 24 21 i now they do lose their top two rushers and their starting quarterback but they bring guys back and we just don't know what Nebraska is going to be like on September 15th. Uh, Troy will also ha- host Boise State and then play a a cupcake game with Florida A and M. So my just based on on that, there weren't a lot of Power Five matchups between the Sun Belt Conference and uh, Power Five is is Troy at Nebraska. Nathan, let's go to you. What is your
3: Power Five pick? Yeah, I hate to double up, but this was the only one I could find that I really had any confidence in, and I don't have that much confidence in it. But I also went with Troy at Nebraska week three. Really, it's just the question marks of Nebraska with a new coach. Troy just kind of has to hope that week three, they're still figuring things out with Scott Frost, and they're able to take advantage of it. I didn't really love this pick. This is the one I had the least confidence in. And there weren't that many, like you said, that many opportunities where Sun Belt teams were playing Power 5 opponents. So I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to double up and say Troy at Nebraska.
2: Yeah, You can only do so much with the with things that are given to you. TJ, how about you? Are, are you going to triple down on Troy at Nebraska? Yeah,
1: yeah I am. I, I actually – I really like Arkansas State. Um, I think that they are, in my opinion, the best team in this league. Uh, I think they have a really good program. And, uh, I mean, I really love their uniforms. I, I have some money in Arkansas State this year, so I'll be rooting for them, uh, rooting for the Red Wolves. But their power conference game is at Alabama. So they're going to lose by roughly 50 points. And uh, if Alabama you know, is interested in it. Uh, so I can't take them, and the only really other option and team that you feel good about uh, winning one of those games uh, would be Troy, so yeah, I'll, I'll make it three. I don't think it happens. I think Ohio is more likely to get Nebraska. Take somebody, you take Troy at Nebraska.
2: Yeah, and then Appalachian State, who I think is also a good uh, Sun Belt team, they play at Penn State, so it's a really tough, yep, yep. Uh, really tough uh, slate to pick against my championship game is Appalachian State against Arkansas State. They're clearly the oh. two best teams in the Sun Belt, um, oh. and they they will play. Uh, they it will be a rematch because they play it October ninth on a Tuesday, uh, in in at Arkansas State. So I think. Both of them hold on to win their divisions. I think you get a rematch in the championship game. And I'm going Appalachian State in the east and Arkansas State in the west.
1: I went with Troy uh, over Appalachian State and then Arkansas State uh, with the Red Wolves winning that uh, that game to win the conference.
2: How about you, Nathan?
3: I, again, had Arkansas State um, out of the West. I think they'll run away with it. But I'm going to agree with Sammy this time. And I also had Appalachian State coming out of the East. And mainly just because Appalachian State gets Troy at home. So I'll take the home team in that situation. And I actually upset already. I had Appalachian State beating Arkansas State in the Sun Belt for the championship.
2: I, if I had to pick a New Year's Six team out of the Sun Belt, it would be Appalachian State. That means they would have to have beaten uh, Penn State. Otherwise, they're probably not going to do it. Otherwise, nobody else has the resume um, really to do it. Uh, Troy could uh, if they beat Boise State in Nebraska. But other than that, it, it's just not a great out of Non-conference schedule for them to, to to build up and and really beat some of these other Group of Five teams for that bid. Um, anybody else uh, have a New Year's six pick for the Sun Belt?
3: No, no. You All know, right. If, so I, if I had to pick it, I'd go Appalachian State, but I wouldn't really pick one. Moving on to the
2: Mountain West, things get interesting. It's like Pac-12 after dark, but not. Um, my Power Five upset, there are a couple of them, um, and I might pick on Minnesota again. Fresno State yep. heads to Minnesota. Um, I forgot what week it was, but they head to Minnesota. Other games I had uh, circled. Colorado State usually gets Colorado every other year or so. Um, that's week two for Fresno State at Minnesota. And then Wyoming, Washington State travels to Wyoming. Now, if this is a couple years ago, uh, yeah, I'd pick that. And then San Diego State hosts Arizona State. Uh, the Herm Edwards. Can Herm Edwards take his team on the road and win a game against the San Diego State game? But I'm going to take Fresno State at Minnesota. How about you, TJ? Yep,
1: that is the game that I went with as well. I think Fresno State wins that one. Um, I quite like that team this year. Uh, Jeff Tedford did an amazing job in his first year. I expect a similar encore in year two. Uh, San Diego State, Arizona State, I mean, uh, I think San Diego State's going to win that game. I don't think it's going to be an upset. Uh, I think the Aztecs will be favored there.
2: Yeah. How about you, Nathan?
1: I
3: also had highlighted Fresno State, but I actually am going to go seven days later in week three.
1: Yeah. And Fresno Ooh, no. State
3: will go will travel to UCLA September 15th. Yep. UCLA is coming off of a trip at Oklahoma, and they're in week three with Chip Kelly, still figuring things out in this hypothetical situation. So I was I actually ha- highlighted Fresno State at UCLA in week three for my Mountain West upset. Yeah, that was uh... – It'd circle which one.
2: I, I figured Minnesota's in a lot worse shape uh, than UCLA is at the time, but that's a good pick, too. Uh, that will be uh-huh. Pac-12 After Dark Craziness on September 15th um, yeah, and all that.
3: 30
2: starts. Yeah. Championship game, uh, this one was pretty straightforward. I'm going to go with uh, Boise State in the Mountain Conference uh, and Fresno State in the West – Conference speaking of, speaking of good division names in the Mountain West Conference, they have the Mountain Division and the Western Division. Just makes sense. Um, Boise State, I, I like them. They're 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 a good, experienced team. Uh, Brett Ripon comes back after throwing for 2,600 yards last year. They bring back a thousand-yard rusher, uh, a couple good receivers as well. Uh, who are a little bit younger uh, and, and grew last year. They went 11 and three last year. The schedule is conducive. They get Fresno state at home. They get Colorado state at home. They get San Diego state at home. Uh, they do have to go to Oklahoma state, which I had almost circled that one as well. Uh, yeah. As a Power five upset. And then they get Utah state at home to end the year. I think Boise state talented. They've, Proved it for long enough that they're going to be in it until November, and until they prove it, otherwise I will I won't pick against Fresno or Boise State in the West. I like Fresno State as well. Uh, they're, scared, they're they they bring back a lot of talent. Uh, their top five rushers are back. Their 2,700 yard passer quarterback is back. They're basically their entire receiving core is back except for. Demari uh, Scott, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be the more experienced team. They return eight starters on offense, seven starters on defense. They only lose fourteen Letterman uh, from last year, so they're going to be a veteran squad. Uh, they could handle this schedule pretty well. They have two chances at power five upsets, as we uh, pointed out. They also host, Toledo, which would be a Fun to watch. They do not have to travel to Hawaii. Uh, and, you know, probably another rematch in one of these group of five championship games is Fresno State at Boise State on November 9th. Uh, Nathan, how about you? Uh,
3: I also had Boise State um, coming out of the Mountains, um, like division of that conference. Um, that one was an easy pick for me. If I had to pick my runner-up team for who will get a New Year's Six Bowl. It would probably be Boise State behind Florida Atlantic if I could only choose one from the group of five. So that was an easy pick for me. Uh, the West, like you said, I think will be a little bit more um, competitive, probably between Fresno State and San Diego State. San Diego State's not sure who they want their quarterback to be, and they're really just going to be hoping that their quarterback is not bad and just good enough to get by. I don't trust yep. that, so I was going to pick Fresno State in the, uh, in the west part of that division. Uh, I also forgot to mention this with Boise State, but I, I think you highlighted it. They are super lucky in that all their biggest games are at home, so that will yep. help them a lot in um, the Mountain, Mountain Conference. Um, probably the game to watch in that conference will either be San Diego State at Boise or Fresno State at Boise, depending on who you have coming out of the west. I highlight the game to watch as Fresno State at Boise, just because um, I have Fresno State winning the West, and again that is fortunate for Boise to have both of those teams at home for them.
1: Yeah, so I, I went. Uh, yeah, I went Boise State, and then I went Fresno State. Uh, I think Fresno State has a really interesting schedule: Idaho, at Minnesota, at UCLA, Toledo, at Nevada and then you go to Boise State on November 10th, and you host San Diego State on November 17th. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. I think Minnesota is very winnable. I think they win that game. I think uh, UCLA is very winnable. And then Toledo's is a respected program, but has a lot of turnover. Uh, you've got a real shot there uh, to become a top 25 team By the end of the month of uh, September, before you BIM over San Diego State, mainly the Aztecs, who I love as a program. They're so physical. um, Just continue to turn out really good running backs, and that should be the case again with Juwan Washington. They lose quite a bit on defense, and I I don't love their passing game, as you mentioned, Nathan. uh, But that schedule is really tough in conference because of the road games at Fresno State uh, and at Boise State as well. So I went with uh, Fresno State and then uh, Boise State. I don't think they'll be challenged. Uh, They've got a nice schedule as well. Less interesting, but a good one that sets up uh, with at Troy. That's a respected win if they can get it at Oklahoma State, which is a winnable. uh, But, you know, reasonably tough power conference opponent on the road. Uh, And if you can get those two and then win your your conference easily, I think that they'd be the uh, odds-on favorite probably to get the New Year's Six Bowl from the G5. Uh, So I went with Boise State and Fresno, uh, two teams that I I think are actually, you know, really pretty good and and potential top 25 teams by the end, but they can take care of business early on.
3: Good
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's good football. There's good football every day of the week. um, If you include the NFL, Um, you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you're a football fan, uh, these group of five games are fun to watch. They're fun to bet on as well. Um, Anyway, that does it for tonight's show. One more pick guys. We have the home run derby tonight. And if there are IU fans listening, you should know that Kyle Schwarber is representing the Cubs in the home run derby. Um, who's your pick tonight, Nathan?
3: I hate to go against Schwarber because I love him. I've got his jersey hanging in my closet about 10 feet from me. But I'm going to go with his teammate. I'm going with Javi Baez, the most exciting player in baseball.
2: All right, TJ, how Came about you? That? I'm yep, going to go Kyle Schwarber. Cubs fan,
1: I, well, as a Cubs fan, I hope uh, – I kind of hope Schwarber and Baez both, uh, exactly, yeah, I hope that they both get out really early, uh, don't do anything, certainly don't get hurt by pulling any muscles, Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but, you know, I'm going to take Schwarber, because why not, who the heck knows, and honestly, who cares, Uh, I I certainly don't, about the home run derby, it's not an event I can get into, but. Uh, since Schwarber's taking the time to do it, I hope he does really well. And, um, from an IU baseball perspective, it can only help with the new coach that everybody seems pretty high on. Uh, that'd be good brand awareness, if you will, to have him go out and, uh, crush a few to get on SportsCenter. Yeah,
2: I, I am a big fan of the Home and Derby now, especially since they changed the format. Uh, I'm glad that none of my Yankee guys are in it again this year after having, uh, judge have issues after he did finish with like 57 home runs or whatever so that doesn't really matter um but I'm going with Schwarber I just hope there's a lot of dingers in a place that you can see the ball go out of the stadium maybe just you know lots of long balls for me and and have a a couple buzzer beaters and have it come down uh, to the last couple of guys but anyway that does it for our non-conference, non-Big Ten previews, guys. So thanks for joining me, Nathan and TJ, and enjoy the rest of your uh, Monday nights.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. That wraps it up for the Hoosier Huddle
1: podcast.
2: Uh, We'll be back uh, next week is Big Ten Media Days. We'll have our Big Ten Media Day preview probably at the end of this week or maybe over the weekend. We'll get into the Big Ten preview, Big Ten West, the Big Ten East previews uh, later in the summer uh, as we get closer to the season. Then we'll get into more IU specific stuff. Uh, today is Amazon Prime Day. If you haven't heard, we put out a lot of stuff on Twitter. It is still going, it goes into tomorrow. If you do shop on Amazon, Amazon Prime, head over to Hoosier Huddle, uh, click one of our Amazon ads. It's at no cost to the, to the shopper. We get a kickback from what you buy uh, as a referral fee. It helps us um, maintain the site, head to road games, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, it helps, you know, give these guys a, a little bit of, um, you know, pocket cash. Uh, for helping out as well. Uh, so go do that. Another exciting announcement is that we're starting a uh, another advertising um, deal with somebody else. Trust me, guys, you're going to like it. If you're a sports fan and like uh, memorabilia, uh, vintage stuff, uh, this will be for you, uh, and it will be up on the site in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Uh, after that, football is right around the corner. We're at 47 days Uh, and counting, uh, 46, if you want to be technical, uh, since we are past the 7 o'clock hour uh, when IU will take on FIU. Anyway, thanks for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Um, We're on Facebook as well, and, of course, at HoosierHuddle.com. So thank you for joining us, and have a pleasant night.
4: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
0: In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
4: Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back